Hello and welcome to the Unverified Podcast. I'm your host, Simi, aka Tamago2474. This podcast could be run without three wonderful co hosts. First up, we have Simba, aka Swizzy IV. I'm not gonna lie, you guys could probably do it without me. Don't, don't, don't lie. We also have our wonderful co host, Connor, aka Conflakes. How's it going, guys? And last, but certainly not least, we have Israel, a.k.a. Izzy Rail. Uh, Simi is hosting this episode. Just so you guys know, this isn't just Simba's channel. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we decided to employ some um, some socialism over here. Some you know, spread, spread the wealth around. No, didn't, I think we just spread the work around, Simi. I don't think we spread the wealth. What is the difference? I never read Karl Marx, so maybe that's in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, despite talking about Karl Marx, what we are going to discuss seems to be very capitalistic. What do you guys know about NFTs? Um, as much as I know about my family's birthdays. Right. I would hope that means a lot, right? <laughs> I would hope that Carry means on, Simi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this seems to be the latest financial craze, which is taking over the internet. Just to initiate people in case they're not sure, an NFT stands for a non-fungible token. And the whole idea is that it is a way of identifying a digital item in such a way that it cannot be replicated, swapped, or otherwise forged. So you have this item and this is a way of making sure it's the original version of that item thing is it's still digital so how are people managing to make hundreds of thousands even millions off of this technology they're doing it by assigning it to things which we typically would think have value like art yet it's all digital i just don't understand the concept of nfts confuse me beyond just selling digital art because you're not exactly you're not buying the art right like no, um, I think I think I, th I think the way I at least I discovered it or I found that is you're not necessarily paying for the art, so the artist still owns the copyright, but you have ownership of it, right? <laughs> I... <laughs> so here's the whole idea. It's really interesting. So yeah, obviously the idea of buying art digitally isn't new. With NFTs, you don't actually even get the thing you've paid for. What you get is bragging rights you get you don't even get the rights to the image so a lot of people think oh okay if i buy the nft of this song does that mean i have the rights to the song no you have the right to say you have the nft for the song i don't know man i'm getting i'm getting old i don't understand this <laughs> what do you mean I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty sure it is people older than us doing this i don't know uh, what yeah, you're talking that's about that's what i was about to say it's 100 <laughs> people older than us um <laughs> that's true, that's true. It, it it seems wacky and really it is and you have a lot of people capitalizing on this making their own nfts of things because essentially you can attach any kind of digital file to an nft so there are examples of the girl who's known as the disaster girl she's from the meme of the um like little child in front of the burning house smirking mm -hmm. menacingly uh-huh apparently sold that as an nft for five hundred thousand dollars which is um, quite ironic because of the way that processing of the buying and selling of these things work, not just with oh, NFTs, thanks. but with general cryptocurrency, you know, movement. 
Uh-huh. It requires a lot of processing power. <laughs> Funny story about that. I remember last year I was upgrading my computer because it was it was time. And I bought a 2070, right? And then, you know, mm. I see the 30 series comes out and I felt like a fool. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then February rolled around and I was like, I knew something. <laughs> I was I, I knew something that they didn't. <laughs> <For real. laughs> so the Ethereum blockchain supposedly consumes about 31 terawatt hours of electricity a year, which um, is compared to as much as the whole of Nigeria's energy consumption is in a year. Which is why when you think about it, like, because Nigeria's population of what, 200, 200 million people? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> the most populated that's, countries that's so in the nutty. world. Yeah. So Kim, before we get into how the, these digital images are destroying the rainforest, does, does anybody <laughs> here get the appeal of the NFT thing? Like, I don't want to just be a, like it. some like out of the loop person. Is, does anybody here get it? See, the only appeal I can give is for the person selling their art. And I can only really empathize with it if you're like kind of a person who's just like, you know, you're, try, you're just trying to make some money online through digital stuff. It, it, listen, Israel, with every single scheme and ruse that is, I never question why the person running the scheme is running the yeah. scheme. I know what listen, I think I understand why someone might want to sell their, their, their JPEG for $69 million. And, and not even lose the rights, bear in mind. They still completely <laughs> but own like, it. But like, yeah, but like yeah, what? But the person buying? I don't yeah, know. To buy a digital license. Is there also a question? Is there a way for someone? How do you prove to people that you like you own the digital license for Disaster Girl? Well, okay, I will say on certain blockchains. So the whole appeal of Bitcoin and Ethereum is that their blockchains are open. Every transaction made, every single one is public. You can literally go on a website and see transactions happening in real time. So that is how you can prove. You can be like, this is my ID. And this is me buying this ID, which means it's mine, right? Yeah, see me. Let me just stop you right there. Okay, wait. You're telling me there's a platform. So, because how dumb we are about NFTs, I'm pretty sure a lot of the wider public don't even know about NFTs. So you're telling me we need to go on some random website elsewhere to find out this person, so, to find out just to find just to see this person brag. We have we have to specifically go out of our way to see this person brag. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. You know what I'm. You know what I'm. What this discussion is teaching me. All I'm getting out of this discussion is there's some rich people who I need to like separate their money from. Like clearly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're like a like a billionaire and you're like, where should I go to put my money? You should go go to Unverified. Go to Twitch.tv for slash Unverified. There's tons of places for you to put your money there if you're bored and just looking to throw away millions. Also, donating to our Twitch doesn't destroy the rainforest, so do it. (laughs) This this is true. This is absolutely true. You know, it it reminds me of a tweet I saw from Hank Green a little while back where he said, the only rational explanation I can give for all this NFT and cryptocurrency craze is that some people just have so much effing money. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to understand why a person would... Okay. Here's, here's a good reason why a person would want to buy an NFT. And it is also related to the concept of wanting to make money. Because okay. actually owning the NFT, the bragging rights only matter if people care about what you're bragging about. If people thought Lamborghinis were rubbish, like, ew, you have a freaking Lamborghini, ew. Lamborghinis would sell for 30 pounds, okay? If, yeah. if people thought Lamborghinis were just the worst cars ever. So an NFT is only really going to be as valuable as someone is willing to pay for it after you've bought it, right? 
So when you take these factors into account, someone might see purchasing that NFT as an investment. Now, keep in mind, they didn't just say, I'll buy it for $69 million. It was an auction. So people were competing to buy it, right? They want a piece of NFT history. Maybe the people buying into this truly believe it is <laughs> the future of art trading. <laughs> and also keep in mind, they're not trading in dollars. They're trading in ether, which does have real world value. But people tend to not really convert Bitcoin and ether into real money because they believe that the currency itself has value. So if we consider it like that, I can kind of see how a person might be, yo, I'm going to buy this piece of art. And then as Ether becomes even more popular, as Ethereum, as crypto becomes even more popular, I'm going to have one of those valuable pieces of art out there, the NFT of it at least. And then someone's going to want to buy it from me for even more. I have to admit, whilst you were explaining that, I just imagined like a very large room of like people auctioning and then <laughs> about 300,000 people like, yo, 500,000. Yo, what are we bidding on by? Yeah. <laughs> 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 because like, Connor, Connor, I have that same imagination, mm. but in my head, it was oh, taking yeah. place even like in like a Tron space. <laughs> it's already player one. Oh my God, we're living the future. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, let's go. Uh, oh my God. See, I kind of, I somewhat get it now. Like, I, there's a part of me that's kind of understanding it if we see it in the lens of the art world. Because the art world is just as stupid as this shit. Like, in real life. <laughs> but, it is. but I could, I could, I personally understand wanting to take, you know, like to, to buy an original painting from a master because you can put it inside your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I went to an art museum and I spent $69 million and I said, I want this original Van Gogh, and then the bitch handed me a receipt and said, good luck. <laughs> I don't think I would, I would feel the same way, you know? <laughs> I wonder if, um, or more, um, I don't know, the thing that's going through my head, I wonder if because of like this kind of like NFT craze where people are kind of wanting all of this... Uh, whatever that is. Um, I wonder if the actual original art pieces are actually worth more money because people are kind of, you know, putting money into it technically. It's like, people, I don't know, people are like buying not the rights to it, but like bragging rights to the artwork. I wonder if it's kind of making the actual piece of artwork more expensive if the artist sold it. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm, I'm sure it would, you know, is digital art, but I guess sold would. it in terms of like the rights to it. So exactly, yeah. surely, then that would actually be possibly worth more. Yeah, I mean, temporarily. Yeah. I'm sure all of this is going to, I mean, well, I don't want to make any predictions, but I'm sure we might hear about this for like maybe a, a few months to a year and then it'll just disappear into nothingness. But I guess part of it, because if you try and compare it, because I'm trying to like, I keep trying to compare it to the real art world, because the real art world is this stupid. But I feel like part <laughs> of it, I might depend on the artist's namesake, because that's what sells paintings, like those olden day paintings is is who painted it. Um, right. And yeah. I wonder if, you know, your beeples, your, your sirens, are their names going to hold down enough weight over the next hundred years to make an NFT that was $69 million worth $100 million? Yeah, I don't know. Unless somehow they can reduce the energy consumption use of uh, NFTs, I don't see it becoming a big thing, especially because I feel like, uh, I feel like at least environmental groups and a couple of countries are going to have a, a lot to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the limiting factor of blockchain as a whole, though, right? Like, that's just, mm. like, not just NFTs, isn't it? 
yeah, yeah. Uh, and as long as people as long as the people with a lot of money are still making money they won't they're not gonna mind too much about the environment are they <laughs> Nope, because they're all going to Mars. No, <laughs> they're all going to Mars. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yo, that's literally what I was. I was we're having a discussion yesterday with Conan. We were just talking about how how mm-hmm. Elon Musk is going to Mars, and all of a sudden, Jeff Bezos has now quit Amazon and has a space company. They know something we don't. <laughs> Wait, you what? No, 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 no. Okay, nah, nah. Okay, <laughs> Karl Marx is your birthday today. Okay. That, uh. <laughs> For real, they they honestly they honestly do. Yeah. Um. So another example of a thing that's popping up, which might be more so riding a trend than something which really lasts into time, is um a little game called Zed Run. Now, I, I want to ask: Do you guys uh how do you guys feel about horse racing? You know the 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 the, the, sta- the stables. Real horse racing. Them. Real horse racing. Um. Uh. The ponies? I don't know the same way I feel about the pavement. I <laughs> I know that it exists. It's a thing of the not the past, but Well, someone, some some incredible genius was like, wow, we have NFTs. We can assign digital values to things so people can feel a sense of ownership. What if we breed digital horses? I love the word breed there, as if it's not just press like pressing enter for another cell in your spreadsheet, but whatever. <laughs> Why don't we breed digital horses, let people name them, and then they can have their own horse, which will compete in a race that's streamed live to Twitch. And people why, can why see their horses these living, compete. breathing horses like they're just a string of characters in an Excel, Excel book. All right. These are living, breathing pieces of code. Thank you very much. <laughs> Damn, Simi's codist so, cancelled. I'm just going to duck out. Simi's algorithmist. <laughs> wait, wait, Connor, you actually ducking out? Was that just a... No. Okay, okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Nice one, Connor. So, um, yes, we have this um, game called Zed Run. I watched the live stream. They have these horses racing and, you know, people can bet on these horses Same, as I well as Danny DeVito pay running. to breed horses <laughs> <laughs> one of them was called danny devito yeah yeah i, I, wish, I wish i had the money to bet they didn't win but you know <laughs> maybe next time <laughs> the people's champion so yeah the you can actually breed two digital horses together each horse is supposedly unique and some can cost as much as one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. here's the thing right with the cryptocurrency space, it's cleared the way for a lot of people to say, oh, I'm investing, I'm investing. And I feel like the lines have been blurred between investing and gambling, something I do <laughs> want to discuss further okay. as we talk. Sure. But right. when you have it literally be horse racing, I, I, can you still call it investing at this point? Or do you really have to just Call a spade a spade. Let's call a spade ah, a spade, shall we? Yeah, spade, yeah. <laughs> bro, that, 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 bro, bro, that's a spade. That, 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 that is a that, clear spade. That should be a spade. 4K. 4K. That shit's 12K. That shit definitely... I can see the rust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What do you mean? That's like at a certain point. Yeah, no. That's just gambling. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Considering that the outcomes of these races are randomized you know, as that's, well. That's slightly worse in, the, in the, just due to the fact that you, yeah. you, you, you don't really have a basis to go off after. Because at least with real horse racing, you, you can at least, hey, okay, I'm going to burn this horse because I know it might win just, just based on past events. But now this is just gambling, but with extra gambling involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, and with the Zed thing, it's like breeding your horse does nothing. What do you get out of breeding it? You get to say it's your own. And <laughs> the whole idea is if you have a horse that wins a lot, then other people will be like, wow, that horse has won, like, you know, 12% of its races. I want to buy that horse. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- until, you, until you actually do buy the horse and it loses its next match because right. it's random. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see how it develops. I feel like as well, just like what we've happened with the dot-com bubble, eventually a lot of these crypto startup ideas are gonna fall and it's just gonna be about which ones manage to stand the test of time. I don't know if Zed One is gonna make it. Um but given that I'm sure actual live horse racing was somewhat um you know staggered by the lockdown restrictions, perhaps uh perhaps digital horse racing is the way of the future. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I hope not. Jesus. <laughs> no, man. I... I'm still stuck on the fact that they refer to it as... Um, I'm still confused uh, about the fact that um, they they breed NFTs. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's probably some I'm, algorithm I'm not... where they but put two even... horses together and then based on those two that... horses, the algorithm creates so, a random one. So cybersex is really, it really is real. It really does happen. <laughs> no, Doja Cat but like... Yep. <laughs> What, don't pe- right, so- Oh my god, this is ridiculous. You know how ridiculous all of this is. Even under still, I, I, I bet I can't keep up with what we've gone through. We've only gone through two lead topics. I- So, the NFT, is that- is that the GIF things? Is that the JPEGs? The shit that- you said that you can attach that to it. So, an NFT is essentially- a, it, it's basically like a re- so the way someone described it. It's basically like a receipt saying that y- you own this thing. It's a receipt of code that basically says, "Yes, you own this item," and you intentionally. And what's being owned, for example, is you know this piece of art. So essentially, an NFT is just uh, a way of just uh, a receipt or claim showing a token that basically shows you own this piece of art basically i feel like that's i feel like that's more confusing connor imagine like you can get you know like you can get like a lifetime subscription to like you can get a lifetime license for a program right imagine you could get that Ah. but you're the only person who could have that license and it's you that you have a lifetime you don't now own adobe premiere pro from adobe you just have a license saying that this is yours this is your copy it's a receipt but you're the only person who can have that license that's it basically the only thing that's wrong with that explanation only thing wrong with it is that Using the word license would suggest that you have an actual license, license. to use the song, but mm. you don't. Wait, what? You don't. It's ownership. You, you, you can't use the song Wait, what? and oh, then not get... Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, okay. <laughs> All right, let me... You can't use the song? <laughs> no, you can't, you can't. Huh? Because, because like, that's copyright. And that's why it's also not like the Adobe thing, because you wouldn't be allowed to use the software either. No. What? Here's how, here's how it is, right? <laughs> you are buying the right to say you bought it. That's all you get. That is all you get. Simba is dying right now. Yeah, so that's why. That's why Israel's example of buying the receipt. That's actually the accurate one. 
you're you... buying the right to say you bought oh my it. God. Bruh. Imagine these guys in Tesco. Oh. <laughs> they see like a, a left, like someone like leaves a receipt behind. They're like, "Whoa!" Yo, I can see that. You have to like use the track on like my Minecraft Let's Play or some shit, but not even. Oh, no, 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 no! You can't. You can't. What? So it's. <laughs> Wait. That's so you're bizarre. telling me if I could buy Disaster Girl's picture for 500k, and if she has a copyright on it, I can still get sued? Yeah, yeah. Oh my fucking days. What? <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now, you might be thinking, wait, why would someone in their right mind buy that, right? Uh-huh. They buy it. They buy it because of the story associated with it, okay? So let's go with this example. Disaster Girl. Her meme went viral. She puts up an NFT. So she has a JPEG. Maybe she got the highest quality JPEG she could find. She puts it on an <laughs> NFT marketplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a stock image, wasn't it? Um, so she um, <laughs> she gets the highest quality she can find. She has her own account on that NFT marketplace and she creates the NFT for it and say, hey, I'm the girl in this image. This is the NFT. You can buy this from me. That is why someone would buy it. Because here's the thing. Joe from down the street, not down her street, down my street, so a whole different country, can go to Google Images, download that image, put an NFT and say, hey, I'm Joe from down the street to Simi. I got this image from Google Images. I am not associated with this picture whatsoever, but you can buy it on an NFT. No one's gonna, no one's gonna buy that. It's like, why would I buy it from you? Yo, oh, so that's not even key? investing, really. Yo, these NFTs mm. are making people who buy Supreme to flex look like Greek philosophers right now. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> yeah, at least they own the clothes, you know? <laughs> I hope there's no crossover. I'm sure there's... Yo, at least you could wear this shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't think there is a crossover. <laughs> you can't wear your NFTs, man. You can't even wear the image that you're... Yo, can I put off <laughs> you my the NFT wear that? <laughs> can I... <laughs> You can only really sell something successfully if you're already someone of note. So as with most things, this is a case of the rich getting richer. <laughs> Karl Marx's birthday. Yo, this is all time to think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the whole idea is when you buy something, there is always a traceable history of the item. So mm. you can see, you can always verify, oh, the person who owned this item was this person. So it's either the person who created the art. That's what really gives it value. Well, you can it's only this prove item. that if they tell you, right? Because isn't cryptocurrency supposed <laughs> to be anonymous, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. They have to actually publicize it and say, I put up this NFT. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that's probably yeah. leaves some room for scamming in the future, but sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Abs there are so many scams of people saying, yo, this is... Um, you know, ra insert random celebrities here first NFT, and it's the celebrity doesn't know a thing I'm gonna, about I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna buy a Ferrari this yeah, year. Of course they don't. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna get me some. Yeah, this is the um mortgage this year. It's gonna be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is the NFT craze. This shit's getting a bit wacky for me now. I'm, I'm not, yes, I'm, all I'm gonna clearly. say is money is starting to get a bit wacky. Uh, yeah, <laughs> your money's starting to get a bit wacky. That Abba song was kind of right, you know. It is kind of funny in a rich man's world, bro. I'm just I, saying, money is just fucking 
yeah, we're going to like the economy is just the entire world economy is going to collapse and like this shit this can't function. This doesn't yeah. make any sense. None of this shit makes sense. One day we're all going to wake up and be like, "Huh?" And then everything's going to break. <laughs> I think I woke up today and that's exactly how I feel. Oh. Now, oh. speaking of how wacky money is, do you know what the latest currency to um, hit the scenes and to be worth more in total value than Ford, the car company. What's the latest? <clears throat> guesses, guesses, anybody. Dogecoin? It's Dogecoin. Wait, what? That's not new. You, you said new. That's no, no, no. New. What's new is that it has a market cap, market cap above that of Ford now. Sammy, I feel like this might be a good point to you. You had, you had a point earlier about how uh, there's a fine line between investing and gambling. If oh yeah, yeah, no, no. This is it. This is yeah. it. Okay. Right. Good, 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 good. So here's the thing, right? At the beginning of January, Dogecoin was valued at less than a cent per coin, and now, as we're recording it, the fifth of May, 2021, a Dogecoin is valued at sixty cents per coin. That's 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 crazy. Oh, that's that, crazy. that is absolutely that's insane. Nuts. Now, a lot of people who got in early in January and are now seeing big returns. You know, there are stories of a guy who put $180,000 into Dogecoin in February, and now he's a millionaire this month. Dang. He's calling himself an investor. Dogecoin was created as a meme to make fun of cryptocurrencies. You can't do anything with it. It is just a joke. D damn, you really, damn, you really did live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Then, <laughs> so with that in mind, I see a lot of people calling themselves crypto investors. Now, you can invest in crypto, but I'm just saying, if it's Dogecoin, can you call yourself an investor, or did you just make a bet? <laughs> okay, well, I didn't even make a bet. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not like a financial person at all, but from what I've heard, regular investing is basically gambling. Like, you know, like you hear these <laughs> motherfuckers like, yo, I'm a day trader. I'm pretty sure it's been proven yeah, that like most trading. people who day trade don't make a profit. Everyone just likes to call themselves an investor once they've made like money. They're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm an investor yeah, exactly. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You only hear them call themselves investors yeah. if they made a profit. Uh, investing mm, has like, inv investing is probably like one of those fields that is most rife with survivorship bias. If you don't know what survivorship bias is, by the way, it's basically whenever people will like measure the success of something or how well something is or how good an idea something is based off how the people that have succeeded, because that's the people you usually see. Mm -hmm. So there's usually a, a you know a, a a bias towards the people who have actually done well in something when most people are failing. Um, mm, was, the people who have made it are the loudest. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And here's that that leads into a question I had. You know, I feel like. Something we're seeing a lot of, especially if you spend any amount of time on Twitter, is a lot of people talking about these either legitimate or meme trades. You know, in February, we had the GME short squeeze where everyone's like, yo, invest in GME. And you're seeing all these stories of people who bought GameStop stock. That's what GME is. That's the ticker for GameStop. People who bought mm -hmm. stock in GameStop, a, a company which people know is on a downward decline. <laughs> Because it's freaking GameStop. <laughs> when you have people on Twitter talking about it, it's trending, you're seeing YouTube videos, this, that, and the other. It can be incredibly tempting 
to enter it because there's so much hype around it. You have this fear of missing out, right? Mm -hmm. So the question I wanted to ask is, do you, do you guys specifically feel a sense of FOMO yourselves whenever you hear people talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Litecoin, Dogecoin, whenever there seems to be a new sort of craze to get rich off of very minimal investment, do you ever feel like, hmm, I should probably give that a go? What are your thoughts on that? I think there's definitely, you know, there's that typical, not even like fear of missing out. It's just, well, no, it kind of is fear of missing out. It's like, oh, all these guys, everyone's going to make money or whatever, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be too late. By the time you've heard about it, chances are it already is too late. Absolutely. People hop onto it, and the results that you see from that point onwards are from other people seeing it and hopping onto it. That's why GameStop stock stayed high for a while, and then, like, within the next few days, it shot down to, like, back straight back down. And, right. you know, it goes back <laughs> up eventually. But I, I don't really ever feel like, ah, oh, man, what a missed opportunity, because, like, it is literally just... yeah. I, I think there are like definitely like tons of get rich things. I, I, would, I would disagree on that element. I think there are more get rich quick schemes than ever. Um, like I might be investing in a hot tub soon enough, but like, you know, I, th <laughs> I, I think there are a fair amount of like, you know, schemes, but I think my personal philosophy when it comes to all that stuff is, you know, I have my things that I'm working on that I, that I am interested in. I'm hoping those things are going to be my path to financial success and i feel like constantly chasing get rich screens get rich quick schemes is not really a strategy um and you know right. and like connor said i think especially with investing personally <clears throat> i don't know maybe it's just me when i hear a fucking mean stock on the news i'm like oh i don't want to touch that <laughs> i'm like i'm like when a meme stock is mainstream i'm like yeah, I'm just gonna let that be over there because that's that's already uh -huh. that's that's I'm too late. <laughs> it's like yeah. that's too late. Yeah. The minute, I, bro, my mom was talking about GameStop stock. I was like, this is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so I'm true. I'm like, that's a wrap. Like, I was like, that, you, that, that's that's all for me. I'm not again. I'm not a financial advisor of any put of any sorts. But like for me, the minute I hear some like a stock is being talked about mainstream, I'm like. Nah, I missed the boat. It's like maybe I could make money on the long term, but I I'm not making a million anytime soon off of that. Uh, yeah, just, it's like now it's on know your meme. It's like nah, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's too late. It's too late. I don't know. Personally, it's just for me. It's like I'm not too worried about um people uh or other people are doing. So I guess I guess the thing is at least it's the same as what Simba said. If it's already in the news, the the boat's already gone. At that, at that point, there's, there's just going to be no point trying to get onto it. Also, mm. personally, the other fear for me is like, oh, what if it just crashes back down? I just jump on it and, I, and it crashes back down. I'm just here holding the bag. Yeah, that's honestly, that's what happened to me with Jimmy. I didn't invest anything crazy. I just invested like, you know, 100, maybe 200 pounds. It was 200 pounds. That's, that's, that's still a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it wasn't a lot of money, but, you know, I don't want to say I, I uh, lost millions. I don't have millions to invest anyway. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I invested. I was like, I will buy one GameStop stock, please. And then the price just kept going down. And I was like, I didn't think this was supposed to go like this. This is not how it's um, I buy low and then it goes high and I sell. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make an assumption in that the reason why people are like who people feel like they want to make money quick, especially like I don't know if you're in your twenty, your mid twenties or stuff. You know, you're kind of starting off on a you know, you know when you're in your twenties, you're 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 at, you're at like a rough start in life when it comes to like making money, and also social media does not help when you're seeing a bunch of these uh rich people with um you know with all their stuff, and so. Obviously, you're going to try as hard as possible to try and make money as quickly as possible. Especially when you're, like, young, you just think, oh, my life might end soon, so I need to make money quick. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel like you, you bring up so many good points, you know. There is, because we live in this age where, like, people share so much, um, especially when it comes to wealth, this whole idea of flexing is so prevalent in the media we consume. Um, you know, the amount of people I see that really revere The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a great movie, but they actually like act like the Jordan Belfort character and even the real life person is this super great person. Oh, look, he had so much money. He was throwing all these parties. He was living such a cool, debaucherous lifestyle. And it's like, dude literally scammed people out of their life savings and left them <laughs> shattered, like just ruined their lives. But because he was having parties... You look up to him and because he just had a bunch of cash, you look up to him. You know, it's a problem that I see with this whole idea of hustle culture. You know, people, like you say, you you, you see people on Instagram that are flexing for the gram, so to speak. Um, And there's, you know, there's very little context as to how did they get this money? We don't know how it is. Maybe... They just are in a rich family. Like, that's something that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people oh, don't Oh, no, Simi, Simi. Oh, my God. Yeah? This, just, this just reminds me of something. This just reminds me of something. Oh, God, that just reminds me of all those articles, how I made this amount of money in, like, three weeks. And it usually just, it usually, it talks about, like, them, you know, starting off from, like, a rough start. But then they mentioned, oh, yeah, then I got a small loan from my grandfather of, like, $2 million. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or it's like how I managed to buy my first house at 24 years old. And it's like, so I lived at home with my parents and they gave me a monthly allowance of 3,000 pounds. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of, um, young people. And when I say young, I don't even mean younger than us. I would say people like even 30 and under, right? Mm-hmm. They, they can look at all these success stories. But they don't take into context like, yo, honestly, there are some people that are just way richer than you will ever be. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's painful to hear. <laughs> but there are some people who, bro, their grandparents, their great grandparents had so much money that the great grandchildren are just rich as hell without doing anything. Yeah, And that's mm. just how <laughs> it is. And so you can't then yourself feel like you failed when they haven't necessarily succeeded, they just are in a different situation to you. Yeah. You know? And I think even beyond that, I think a lot of people don't really sit down and think what it is they want. Because one of the things that I think has made it easier for me to stop looking at those people and feel so bad is like, like right now, I'm 21. I don't have like a crazy shit on this stuff. But I've said to multiple people, it's like, as far as possession wise, barring a house and maybe a car, I pretty much have everything I could, I need as far as material possessions concerned, because I've kind of thought about what it is I want in my life. And I think a lot of people don't sit down to think that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, Connor, I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on um, hustle culture or just this idea where like, it seems like everyone is looking for the new scheme to make a lot of money? 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I checked out of this game like a long time ago. Not not the, not this. I mean, like the that whole kind of like I don't know, wanting to get like all that money and all the rest of it. It's like I don't know. I feel like I just kind of like settled into more modest goals, and most of yeah. those goals don't really include money. Oh, I would. Oh, there is one thing. There is a point I would like to make about hustle culture, just real quickly. Mm. I'd say also another reason why hustle culture mostly exists, at least in a sense, is also due to the fact that most people who are into hustle culture are mostly working class people, and you, you're having to work so much, and you're not really making it anywhere. Obviously, as a working class person, you're going to try your hardest to work as much as possible to get out of the situation you may be in, and and so and and also another thing that happens. Another thing that happens is. Is someone will because you, despite the fact you're working, it looks like you're working hard. You're probably working, I don't know, a footies. Let's say someone says, "Okay, you're working forty hours a week." So, and someone will, and someone will come and tell you and say, "Oh, you're not working hard enough. You need to work even harder. You know, take a second job and then take a third job." It gets to this point where people kind of basically fall in love or just kind of have Stockholm syndrome for the system they're in. And so eventually they just end up, oh, I'm not work they end up in a state of like, oh, I'm not actually working hard enough. I need to work harder and harder. I need to hustle to make this bread and stuff. So that's mm. also another reason why hustle culture is kind of a big thing. It's not yeah. really Yeah. I think the thing it, it sort of gets upheld by the people it's victimizing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing I'd say as well about hustle culture, I think like obviously because you know you have to work to make money. I think it's just I think the main problem is that never setting a limit. Because obviously, I think there's periods in your life where you have to work harder than others. I think if you get into mm. the hustle mindset to help to try and move out your situation, let's say things do keep going up and you never stop, I think that's when you can start to run into some really serious problems. I feel like, you know, regarding the the whole thing of hustle culture and what I honestly see as a financial anxiety that's increasing amongst, you know, our generation, mm. um, just because, you know, houses are getting more expensive and just with the increased pressure of seeing other people who appear to be making a lot of money too, it's like money is at the forefront of our minds more than I would guess it was for previous generations, right? Mm. And I believe that we are seeing a lot of, you know, innovations in financial fields that are, you know, preying on this in a sense. Um, and sure, they are innovations. You know, we have the trading and investing apps like Robin Hood or Trading 212, we have the development of cryptocurrency and stuff like this. And what I do see sometimes is people saying, yo, this is a way of leveling the financial playing field. I even saw, I and I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I saw like um, on Reddit, I wasn't on Reddit myself. It was a screenshot of a Reddit post and someone was like, wow, um, Doge is blowing up. We're, we're all going to be millionaires. Imagine how much good we could do if everyone was a millionaire. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, these guys never watch The Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you know, people see this as a way to level the financial playing field. How far do you guys agree with this? Because personally, I look at it and I'm like, the playing field is not designed to be level. There is yeah, absolutely no, <laughs> no way everyone's going to be a millionaire. Yeah. And if it ever gets to a point where everyone's a millionaire, that means we have quadrillionaires out there. I think I've just come to realize, right, that one, in order for me to succeed, just not even by my own doing, other people's will have to fail. In order for me to be like successful, it just means that other people aren't doing as well. Because if everyone is doing the exact same, then nobody's really doing well. You know what I mean? Mm. 
um just because just in the current system that we currently operate in all right fucking right socialists in the chat getting coming at me um in the current system that we operate (laughs) (laughs) right and uh, and (laughs) and i've also realized that there's a lot of ways to make money that are specifically made just only for a few people to make money there are certain systems like stuff like the robin hood app robin hood doesn't want everyone to do well successfully trading that's not what they want it's like Mm. a few people will do well their survivorship bias will come in. It'll perpetuate the myth that you should use Robin Hood in order to make tons of money. And then most people will lose their money. And Robin Hood walks away with the bag. Like, that's how exactly. it works. Yeah. And it's like, in that, as an individual, you need to look out for that. I, for me, at least, I try and look out for those traps and be like, I, let me not play into this because this is not going to do me any good. Because, um, yeah, Pineapple is kind of fucked right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, it. <laughs> It's people with money trying to make more money off of people that don't have money. <laughs> yeah, pretty, much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty um, much. And they're preying on the people who don't have money. They're preying on their desire to have money. It's, it's, um, we live in a society, basically. Yeah, there we Joker. go. Yeah, there we go. Just sum up everything <laughs> I just said. Just sum it up with that line. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'll do. That'll do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, well so with with the overall theme of, you know, getting rich quick, I feel like what Simba had to say is pretty much perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe getting rich quick isn't what we need. Just get comfortable slow. Yeah. That's uh <laughs> get, get 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 to a point in life where you can be content. Listen, <laughs> that's just I feel like I've learned as I've gotten older. I'm only twenty one and speaking like I've been lovely for forty years. Taking things slowly <laughs> and being if you can learn one life skill, it's patience holy shit <laughs> like <laughs> dead ass like if you can mm-hmm. learn to just be patient you know i think things other uh, things will work slightly better for you <laughs> um mm. that's best yeah that's my that's my final statement and i would say patience is a virtue that our listeners have certainly been exercising because we are now coming to the end of this podcast so I would like to thank everyone for tuning in. I would like to also um, bookend this by saying none of us are financial yeah, advisors. Me. We're all just people talking crap. We're like 21, <laughs> 22 years old. We literally don't have any experience with money. Um, some of us are recent university <laughs> graduates. So Bro, I, I literally placed full stops in my sentences as a podcast with I'm not a fan financial advisor. If you didn't catch this, didn't get the hint, then I, I can't help you. <laughs> not being caught. I don't <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to give it a like rate us five stars on itunes as that helps us be more visible so that new people can check out our podcast and be sure to leave a comment down below if you're watching the youtube version and let us know your thoughts on this whole nft cryptocurrency and getting rich quick craze although i guess the getting rich quick one has been around for uh since the beginning of time let's yeah, just say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um if you look in the description you'll find links to all of our twitter accounts go follow us on there um connor will not be on there as he has stated <laughs> um oh, yeah. you likely won't find simba either but i i i tweet i tweet and it's well i tweet too so <laughs> follow me on tiktok instead <laughs> yeah yeah follow simba on tiktok that's um that's the way of the future <laughs> If you want to go to twitch.tv forward slash show, you'll be able to find links to all of our streams in the about page, including Reese, Isaac, Louis, and more. So be sure to go check that out. Well, you guys have any closing statements for today? 
Um, I guess happy birthday marks at the time of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to Karl Marx, apparently. Uh, happy birthday, yes. <laughs> nice one, bro. Um, yeah, this podcast will be yeah, coming bro. to you in NFT form in uh, the near future. <laughs> buy the NFT, yes. But yes, guys, it has a lot of value. Buy it. Cop the NFT, it's going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Cop the NFT, I need, a, I need to buy a house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Carter? Uh I'm just gonna <laughs> classical batteries are not included with the unverified podcast. Well batteries are criminal offense, so I would I wouldn't hope so. Bruh. All right. <laughs> my man. Um <laughs> le- learn learn from my mistake. Don't invest <laughs> in something just because you saw people on Twitter talk about it. People on Twitter, it turns out. Don't know what they're talking about. Thank you for tuning in, people. Bye-bye. Bye.